patiently waiting down the line this afternoon is racing expert for Tab Radio on the races WA, Tim Walker. Hey, Timmy. Hello to you, Matt, and all of your listeners. Great to be on the program once again, and let's hope that some of the tips that I throw out to you this afternoon go a little bit better than the Aussies in the cricket last night. Geez, big weekend of racing or what? It's just about the day to beat all days, I think. I can't remember a better day of racing that I've seen. And I was just thinking about it prior to chatting to you this afternoon, Matt. If you were to name the top 10 to 15 horses in Australia, I reckon all bar two of them are going around tomorrow. The two that are missing are Giga Kick, who we know is out for the spring, and Gold Trip, who we saw last mm. week, the Rain Melbourne Cup winner. He was terrific in the Turnbull Stakes. We know that he'll either go to the Cox Plate or the Caulfield Cup over the next two weeks. Other than that, I reckon they're all on show tomorrow. Bring your best horse to the races and may the best horse win. All right, let's start with the Everest um, because this is, uh, I think, uh, what everyone is, is really looking forward to. The Everest, uh, give, us, give us your best bets and uh, let us know what you're thinking. Oh, I'll tell you what, if you can find the winner of this race, you're going to be well rewarded. So I thought it was summed up well earlier this afternoon in a couple of interviews I was listening with form experts over on the East Coast. Oh, and I tend to agree. I think there's only two horses that can't win the Everest. That's Alcohol Free, who was still very good last time out in the Premier Stakes, and Marzu, who just seems to be a shadow of his former self. I'm going to the horse that ran second last year in the race. So I think Private Eye. I think there's going to be a pretty good speed on. There's been a lot of talk about how much speed there will be in this race. Generally, when there's talk about well, will there be a great deal of speed, won't there? There generally is. So I'm banking that there is going to be a good tempo on up front. He can blend in maybe three deep with a little bit of cover and then let go in the home straight. And we know he's got such a lethal turn of foot. Giga Kick won the race last year. He's not there tomorrow. Let's hope that it's one better tomorrow for Private Eye. The one to be, I think, is his stable mate. Think about it. Who's just a winner. He is an out-and-out winner. He's won 10 from 11 and absolutely deserves his spot in the field. And I wish I win, been up to Sydney twice and won twice. So they're the two dangers. I, I would be surprised if the winner came out of the top three in betting. I wish I win. Think about it. Private eye. That being said, all of the others, they certainly do have an each-way chance. And I wouldn't talk any of your listeners that are looking for a bit of value. I wouldn't talk you out of going with one of them at a bigger price. But private eye will do me tomorrow in the Everest map. What about uh, the Rocco boys? Do you think uh, they could be up and about tomorrow? Oh, I tell you what, I feel like this is almost a West Aussie horse overpass. The, <laughs> the Rockingham Ram boys, of course, they got overpass for their slot in the Quokka earlier on. And Bjorn Baker, the trainer of overpass, he fit in beautifully here in the West when he came over. He enjoyed the week leading up to it. He made himself very available to the media and all of the participants over here. He was terrific. And I think off the back of that, we've claimed him as one of our own. So from a West Aussie point of view, I'd love to see overpass perform well tomorrow and I'm sure he'll be back here for the Quokka in April. All of the noises are is that he will be back to defend his Quokka crown and he's a chance. He's a live chance. He was very good behind the horse that I'm having on top tomorrow, Private Eye. So if you like Private Eye, I think you have to like Overpass. All right. Uh, well, there you go. The Everest coming up. Oh, it's going to be a huge race. And uh, yeah, what, what are your thoughts on... Um the, the the relationship and uh, perhaps a, the little little bit of a battle as well between Sydney Racing and Melbourne Racing. Yeah, look, I, I don't mind it. I, I think what it does do is it gives all of the horses that are going around tomorrow. They've all got an option. You can you can go to Sydney or you can go to Melbourne. There, there's for the most part races for uh, the certain categories 
in both states tomorrow. So there's a weight parade race in Sydney. There's one in Melbourne. There's three-year-old sprint race uh, in Melbourne. There's the chance for the three-year-olds to go around in some sprint races in Sydney as well. And there's also some three-year-old races over a little bit more of a distance. So, look, I, I, I like it. I, I like the fact that Sydney, off the back of the fact that their weather is better at this time of the year, this is when we get some really nice days in Sydney and it's going to be a beautiful day there tomorrow. They want to go into the month of October and November and I don't mind the fact that they have done it. I think it's just revitalised the spring carnival and it doesn't detract from what's going on in Melbourne and I'm sure we'll get to that in a moment. It's a terrific day of racing in Melbourne. I think it actually adds to it. So this this day it works and it looks like the two states for once have actually got together and uh, actually tried to put on a better product tomorrow afternoon by ensuring that the best races are... Uh, there is a little bit of a gap between them and uh, we will see that with Amelia's Jewel. She's the last race at Caulfield tomorrow so we might be saving the best for last and there's enough of a gap between that and the Everest. So just some signs of them working together this week to promote it as one of the great days of Australian race. Yeah, big day at Caulfield tomorrow. Caulfield Guineas coming up in race nine, of course, race 10, as you mentioned, Amelia's Jewel, uh, the Turak Handicap. So, yeah, what are your thoughts on Caulfield tomorrow? Yeah, look, obviously, Amelia's Jewel, she's going to be tremendously hard to beat. If she has bounced out of that run at Mooney Valley a fortnight ago, I think she's going to be the starting point in the Turak Handicap. And after that, after tomorrow, we'll know whether she goes to Sydney for the Golden Eagle or whether she goes to the Cox Plate in two weeks' time. The Caulfield Guineas, I think, militarised the favourite. I'm not going to get any bravery award points there. I think he's the starting point, and I think he will be the end point as well. The party's a big danger there, and I love Alligator Blood. I thought he was terrific last time out. I think $2.45 is a good bet. I think he'll be able to get to the front, and uh, or certainly very, very close to it. And Tim Clark's back aboard. He knows his horse inside out, and I think he'll be winning the might and power stakes. So I think the, the market's got it right for the three Group 1 races. I think the favourites the starting point there. One of the really good days of Australian racing, though, uh, at Caulfield. One of the great cards, three Group 1 races. Plenty to be excited about. A lot to look forward to. A lot to look forward to here in WA as well. We're back at Ascot. Oh, it's so exciting. There's a different vibe when you walk on to Ascot for opening day. And this is a day that's actually growing in stature. So I'm sure there'll be a lot of people that get through the gates nice and early. They watch all of the racing over on the East Coast. And we're going to be presented with a cracking day tomorrow. 32 degrees. It'll be interesting to see how the track plays. I don't think it will be a disadvantage to be up close to the speed. That's my gut feel. But it's obviously one where we do watch the wind more so than anywhere else here in WA or even around Australia for that matter. Ascot is so wind dependent. If that Frio doctor gets in in the afternoon, it can be a case of making up ground from the back of the field but if it is a bit of an easterly uh, that is certainly something to watch there and and on a fresh pad tomorrow I, I just get the feeling it might be advantageous to be close to the speed. It was a soft five earlier on today but it'll be a good four. It'll be perfect for racing and can't wait to get back through the gates of racing headquarters here in the west nine events on the program there'll be a big crowd there we've got a really good feature race the maximum stakes oh so much to look forward to tomorrow at ascot um is there something else on the card that uh, maybe just uh, catches your eye perhaps a bit of a roughie yeah look well i reckon there's a roughie in the main race itself, the maximum stakes I, I don't mind shadow fear just to the big price she went to melbourne she performed well over there uh, $13 i know she hasn't had a trial so you've Taking the Luke Fernie Stable, the informed Luke Fernie Stable at that. He won the Kalgoorlie Cup last week. Take them on trust, and I reckon $13. That'll just get me something small each way. And 
not as big a price in the first, but still a nice enough price. The, the two-year-olds, we get to see the babies for the first time this year. The very first two-year-old race of the season in Perth. I'm going to go with Jackpot Bingo. $5 has been trialling quite nicely, and Jordan Turner spoke to him this morning. He was pretty happy with what Jackpot Bingo had done in his two trials. So race one and eight on the program, but there's plenty to look forward to throughout the day at Ascot. There's a lot of good horses returning tomorrow that will be playing a part over our Pinnacles Carnival. Out of the Everest, Caulfield, Ascot, tomorrow, which one intrigues you the most? Oh, I think it's the Everest, the $20 million Everest. This race is just getting bigger and bigger every year. And just when we think that they've got to the ceiling in terms of the prize money, it gets bigger and bigger. So I think that's going to draw all of the eyeballs of Australian racing fans tomorrow afternoon. And they are our best sprinters. The best sprinters in the country are on show tomorrow. And if you win this race, you can claim to be the best horse in Australia, I think, because our sprinters is what we're known for. We're not so much known for the middle distance to staying type. So the sprinters, they're our uh, forte here. And you can be the best horse in Australia if, we, if you win this race. You can certainly lay claims on it anyway, Matt. So that's, that's why I'm with the Everest. Tim, always fun chatting. Thank you very much for taking the time and hopefully you've given us a couple of winners. Enjoy the weekend, Matt. Thank you, you too. There it goes. Tim Walker here on Sports Drive this afternoon.